from the big screen to the small screen and everything in between. This is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Well, no one's as shocked as I am, but here we are again, the Screeners Podcast. I'm Josh. This is Chad. I'm Chris. And I'm Melody. And we're back with a special episode this time about our favorite films of 2014. So let's get started. All right, guys, so 2014 ended about a month and a half ago. We're going to talk about our favorite films of last year. And I'm just excited to be able to talk about what happened last year in the world of film and then also what uh, we're looking forward to in the coming year. I'm so, just excited that we're all alive. I know, right? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The I'm excited. Ride again. I'm dead inside if that, if that helps. It counts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're going to talk about our top 10 favorite films of 2014 number 10 let's start with melody oh boy well i have to say these lists are always very challenging for me because it's like i can pick 10 films that i loved of 2014 but to put them in an order is a little bit stressful because you know am i rating them like what what was the best movie or what experience did i enjoy the most you know what i mean i kind of have to just Decide. So I kind of went for just like the whole experience as a whole in my list. And I'm not completely sure I'm super happy with the order. But anyways, I've got an order and we're going to go with it. So my number 10 film is A Most Wanted Man, oh. uh, which was a movie that we did not ever talk about on the podcast. We didn't we actually review. And then we <laughs> didn't review it. Um, but it it's a... Um, a uh, film with Philip Seymour Hoffman, but it, it's a really good just like spy thriller. Kind of went under the radar a little bit. We had to go to like an art house theater here to be able to see it because it was not even playing um, in the theater that we usually go to. But it was it was just a really good spy thriller. Um, Rachel McAdams was in it as well, and I quite enjoyed it and would recommend it. How did Chris survive 10? the uh, awesome. art house theater experience? <laughs> you know what? I quite enjoyed it, actually. Although I have to say, I think the screen at our home was bigger than the screen in the theater. <laughs> That's probably true. But um, <laughs> That's probably true. it was actually, it was actually very, it was, it was, it was a good film. Uh, I had actually totally forgotten about it. So thank you for bringing that back up, Josh. What was your number ten movie <laughs> last year? Go. See, see number ten. Let's talk about this. Oh my I gosh! We were going to go individually from our list from 10 to 1 and I was going to say you know Definitely 2014 not. I had a baby and there's a good chance I didn't go to the theater 10 times last <laughs> year so I'm just going to come out with that now I'll join you guys right up around number 6 somewhere so okay. you guys awesome. have fun awesome sounds good we'll see you at number I love 6 everybody's, Josh I love everybody's giving explanations <laughs> before they start their list as to well you know okay Chad number 10 your list I definitely uh, leaned a little bit more towards my individual experience in the theater as far as like how I responded to it because there are a couple movies on here that probably wouldn't normally be like on my top 10 but I had such a great time or either was moved in such a way that they made it on there which leads me to my number 10, Guardians of the Galaxy. This was a movie, if you'd asked me at the beginning of the year, if I thought it was going to be anywhere near a top 25 or 30 list, I would have said no way. And this was probably my most surprising experience in the theater all year long. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's very cliche to say I just had so much quote-unquote fun that I couldn't leave it off the list. But this was the first movie that just genuinely surprised me in such a way. Just an enormous amount of fun, great action, good character development, uh, beautifully shot. I just loved it. So, yeah, it was going through my list. I was like, this has got to be in there. So it's my number 10. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's the way I definitely did my list as well. My favorite, my personal favorite films. So number 10 for me. The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 1. Another Philip Seymour Hoffman film, Melody, you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, same, exact same thing. Uh, the first film in this series surprised the heck out of me. The second film was better. And the third film, I thought, uh, delivered on all the expectations that I had. And I can't wait for the, uh, the finale coming out at the end of the year. Yeah, I say, the movie is definitely better than the book, for sure. The movie was, sure. I, it, it surprised me. 
It surprised yes, me. I because... almost never say that. The movie is mm-hmm. definitely, in this case, for the last one, it the, the yeah. third is way better than the book. Well, see, that's the thing. Melody hedged my expectations for that film because she said at the very outset, because I didn't have any interest when I first saw, watched the first movie, but she she had said that the third book was not nearly as good as the first two. True story. And so when I went to go see this first part of the third book, I was expecting it to be pretty much a letdown. But boy, I'll tell you what, I was surprised. I, I really liked it a lot. It actually just came out it's on good movie. iTunes, and uh, I'm going to download it and, and watch it actually again. So anyway, Melody, your number nine film of last year. My number nine film is a movie called Coherence. It was excellent. I, th- I think my uh, my top ten list this year certainly reveals my um, my sci-fi because <laughs> there's a lot of sci-fi on this list. Yes. But um, Coherence is a really cool um, thriller about friends getting together at a dinner party and strange things start to happen. So um, yes. it, was, it was really, really well done. And for a thriller to be something new and fresh and different these days is pretty unique and I felt like this one was. That is my vote for number nine. Coherence Melody is streaming on Netflix and Amazon Instant, so uh, I would recommend it. We'll talk about it later, too. Yes, everyone should watch it. Number nine, Chad. Uh, My number nine is a movie called Foxcatcher. This is a movie that was directed by a guy named Bennett Miller who did Capote and Moneyball. This is a story of a a true story of an Olympic wrestling championship uh, gold medal winning pair of brothers who started a relationship with a a very wealthy uh, individual named DuPont and it, without you know spoiler for true life it actually ended in a in a murder situation uh, it stars Steve Carell he's nominated for an Academy Award and it's it's a very strange movie because it's very cold it's very distant there's like almost nothing you can empathize with but the performances are so good across the board Channing Tatum is just I never thought I'd say that Channing Tatum is spectacular that you just come away really really <laughs> appreciating it so uh, it's not one that you you can really like wholeheartedly recommend because you're not going to I don't think you'll embrace this movie but it's just it's so very well put together that it made my top 10 so Foxcatcher it is my number nine uh, was reserved for the new Transformers film but it was awful so um, <laughs> instead I had to I know right Indeed. instead uh, my one of my very instead favorite I have to put Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles there <laughs> exactly right <laughs> um, good call. We'll get, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Um, number nine for me was a film that I just recently watched. Now, if I would, if we would have done this at the end of twenty thirteen or 2014, I would have not been able to uh, put this film in my list, but it made it because I just recently um, bought it, actually. And that's a movie called John Wick. Uh, this was spectacularly great fun. Probably one of the very best just kind of all-out action films I've seen in a very long time. So I would recommend John Wick to just about anybody who enjoys action. Like, if you love that old, like, 80s action, but uh, you're interested in it kind of being more serious and not also corny like it is nowadays. Like So anyway, I, I enjoyed that movie. Did you see that movie, Chad? John Wick is great. <laughs> Isn't yes. it great? It's a great yes. movie. it is insane. It's, it is insane in all the best ways. It need, it's, it's definitely worth, worth seeing, no doubt. Insane in all the great, uh, best ways. That's a good way of describing the film, yes. All right, number eight, Melody. My number eight is Snowpiercer. Wow, really? Uh, I think we mentioned The sci-fi train rolls along. Yeah. This is definitely the sci-fi year for me. Literally the Um, sci-fi train. See what I did there? (laughs) (laughs) You did, I did. Precisely, precisely. Uh, Snowpiercer, it's it's an action sci-fi kind of post-apocalyptic film about a train um, that <laughs> they're the only people in the world are on this train and it's zooming around a frozen planet. It's good. It's a really it's a really good film. I think like there was stuff in it that I didn't like, but there was enough in it that I did like and enough in it that was good uh, like allegory or good like fodder for discussion. It was just a good movie. Made you think and it was fun too. Uh, Chris Evans, Tilda Swinton was awesome in it. Um, Ed Harris was in it. So Snowpiercer is on my honorable mention lists. Um, mm. It was it was good. I, I felt a little bit like it was on the nose, and the payoff was not nearly as good as I was hoping it was going to be. But um, I enjoyed 
the ride. See ya. Oh, uh, hey, we keep them hey. coming, folks. <laughs> All right, Chad, your number eight, man. My number eight is How to Train Your Dragon 2. Uh, wow. I'm telling you, that's what I'm saying. This list for me is is definitely uh, a different list than it typically would be, except for the, I kept coming back to this movie. I mean, animated movies, certainly since the glory days of, of Pixar, haven't in the, in the last few years haven't really stayed with me very much. I mean, I enjoy them or I don't, and then it's over. But this one I really kept coming back to for two or three scenes specifically that I just thought were really transcendent. And I bought it, watched it again, and it absolutely holds up. It's just a beautiful movie from top to bottom. The writing, the action, the the story, it's just wonderful. So there was just no way that yeah. uh, I could put, I could not put it on the list. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. So if you haven't seen How to Train Your Dragon 2, you definitely, definitely should see it. And I'm hoping that it, it pulls off the Oscar win here in a, uh, this weekend. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. I forgot. Uh, it, what, if it can't now, be the Lego what, movie, what are the it's nominated- got to be How to Train Your Dragon 2. And it can't be, right? Because Lego Movie no, was not nominated. It got snubbed. Right. It's ridiculous. That's crazy. Crazy town. Crazy, crazy. Um, that is crazy. Yep. Okay, my number eight is a little art house film called X-Men Days of Future Past. <laughs> That's the Chris Farrell um, list I love and love. <laughs> I have to be honest with you. I didn't have very high expectations for X-Men Days of Future Past because of the simple fact it's no longer in the Marvel studio universe the marvel cinematic universe it's its own little x-men universe that they're doing and i wasn't expecting it to be all that great um especially with seeing the production stills of like quicksilver and his outfit and all that stuff i didn't think it was going to work but as it turned out it was a spectacularly great ride that quicksilver scene um trying to break out uh, a, a character out of prison uh about you know a third of the way through the film is just one of the very best action sequences of last year, period. Um, so anyway, it is number eight, X-Men, Days of Future Past. It was uh, surprisingly it's a good. great movie. Well, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was. That's exactly, that's exactly it. It made my honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Number seven, Melody. All right. I'm probably going to get made fun of for this, but I don't care. My number seven is Into the Woods. Why would we make fun of you for that? <laughs> Into the Woods. I don't know. Some people really hate on this movie. Um, many people in my circle of friends hated this movie. Well, your circle um, sucks. Really? Well, you know, I mean, I... Josh just dropped the mic on your circle of friends. Wow. <laughs> oh, Josh pipes up to I don't know bash anything my friends. About it. <laughs> so let's let's <laughs> calm the Yeah, well, guy. your um, friends are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think a re- the reason a lot of my friends didn't like Into the Woods is because they were expecting like a, a kid's happy movie you know what i mean and it's not like it's an allegory and it's very dark but if there's a musical that gets made into modern film and they do it well like i'm gonna love it because i love musicals i love all the classic musicals and this one was specifically well done i thought and i thought the singing was great the acting was great it was um the allegory is awesome so that's my number seven awesome all right chad what is your number seven uh, my number seven is a movie called Wild. It's another a movie based on a true story about a lady who, after some poor life choices, decided to hike 1,100 miles, having no hiking experience, on the uh, to, to some very treacherous terrain. And this was a movie that was one of those that it was kind of like, I have to see it because it's getting some good buzz and et cetera, but I really had no hopes for it. It stars Reese Witherspoon. It's essentially a Lone Star vehicle. I mean, she's in it the, the entire movie. And the longer that this, it's made by the, the director of Dallas Buyers Club, and the longer that it went on, the more and more that it got its hooks into me. It, and it, there's not a lot happening in this movie. It's a, it's a girl out on a walk and, and a treacherous walk, but it's not really about that it's more just a very introspective kind of thing and it's not a movie that i would typically enjoy but the performance her performance was so good knowing that it actually happened you know probably elevated a little bit but it's it's a really really good movie and so if you get a chance to see it i, I would definitely recommend it it's called wild nice so just hey. to say you started out that summary um woman after making a series of poor life decisions you could have continued it with made another poor life decision <laughs> go ahead um the film that i'm going to talk about next my number seven for last year the imdb summary says this strange things begin to happen when a group of friends gather for a dinner party on an evening 
when a comet is passing overhead. Melody already talked about it, and that is coherence. Go stream it right now. It is spectacular. It's a lot of fun, and uh, wow. it's crazy. It's a good time. Number seven, coherence. Uh, number six, Melody. My number six is Chef. Ah. Comedy. Hey. John Favreau. Yeah, really, really good film. I, I was not expecting to like it as much as I did. And it's kind of like it's kind of almost a romantic comedy, which I have grown to despise in my old age. I used to like romantic comedies and now I refuse to watch any of them. But uh, this was it's not like full romance, but it that's in there. And like I, I don't it was a really, really, really good movie. It's more Enjoyed. of a father father son story, isn't it, though? More I than mean, a romantic it's comedy. Just, it's just it's a comedy. It's a yeah. good movie. It's a really good and movie. It's it's on my honorable mentions, but it's a really good movie. Yeah, it's a delicious yeah. looking movie. That's for sure. Don't go into yeah, the movie. Yeah, there's hungry. also oh. that. There's also yeah. that. It's yes. a good. Movie. It's brutal. It's, it's brutal movie. if you're hungry. It's a good movie. Yeah. All right, cool. Josh. Dare I ask what? you number six? <laughs> <laughs> well, so you guys have a top ten list. I just have a six list and it's not necessarily a top list it's this is what i happen to have seen last year um wow so number six not that this is a bad movie and it's not um number six on my list is life itself the documentary about roger ebert that we watched and reviewed last year yeah which i did not see in the theater i saw on demand but still 2014 movie it counts it does that's right Uh, it's a good pick josh did you want to it is a good pick. Uh, mm-hmm. It's on my honorable list. I forgot about uh, that mentions. one. Um, oh, to have an honorable mentions list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chad, where are you at for number six? My number six is a movie called Dear White People. It's a <laughs> comedy slash satire. Uh, it was actually came out in Sundance a year ago, but it had wide release. It's a first time, <clears throat> excuse me, a first time movie from a director named Justin Simeon, and it's like a throwback to um, like a college life kind of a film, uh, but it's based in a, in a faux Ivy League school, and it's based around the lives and characters of the African-American students there, which make up, I think according to the movie, like 2% of the, of the entire campus. And in particular, the main character, although it's intersecting character lines, but she has a show called Dear White People, a radio show. And it, the movie actually came from the director who started a Twitter account, Dear White People, and then started making funny oh, tweets, yeah. and then it turned into this film. This movie very easily could have been like in my top two or three. It is funny. It's provocative. It, it's it's wonderful, witty satire, and it's actually it's it's heartfelt. It has a lot on its mind. So, it's the way it was marketed. I thought did a, was a great disservice to what it is because it made it look like a silly kind of dumb just throwaway comedy. Uh, but if you get a chance to watch this, I would highly, highly recommend it. It's, you know, now it's got a, it's got an agenda in some cases, but I think it plays it pretty fair uh, right down the middle. And it's, it, you'll get something each time you watch it. It's called Dear White People, and it's really, really very good. Dear White People, the minimum requirement of black friends needed to not seem racist has just been raised to two. Sorry, but your weed man, Tyrone, does not count. I read your entire 15-page unsolicited treatise on why the Gremlins is actually about suburban white fear of black culture. The Gremlins are loud, talking slang, are addicted to fried chicken, and freak out when you get their hair wet. Black people scare you. I listen to Mumford and Sons and watch Robert Altman movies. Like I'm black enough for the union. Lionel, please. You're only technically black. Sometimes I think the hardest thing to be in the American workforce is an educated white guy. Racism is over in America. The only people who are thinking about it are Mexicans, probably. Awesome. Good stuff. Yes, yes, yes. All right, my number six uh, was a movie called Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Again, this surprised me. I was expecting to get just more of the same and to sit down and see a political thriller that was very well thought out. Everything was very tight as far as storytelling goes. Um, I was super impressed by uh, the the overall presentation of that film, from the directing, the visual effects, the Mm -hmm. seriousness of the movie. It really was an incredible popcorn. There's a sequence in the film with Samuel L. Jackson in a car that is thrilling and crazy and could just be a like a 
short film in and of itself, and um, it just it, it's really great. It's a, it's a good marvelously done. Um, yep, that scene yeah, is yeah. crazy. It is crazy. It is nuts, but so well directed. Like when mm-hmm. um, when you're watching that movie, you realize, goodness, what must the thought that had to have gone into all of this to make it work. Uh, the decisions they made, what characters to pull from, the other Avengers that Captain America gets to uh, talk with, and the characters that they bring up, and the bigger Marvel Cinematic Universe. And this this film had huge implications. If you're watching Agents of Shield, I mean, it just it's an incredible. Just uh, it changed everything for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and uh, it was a lot of fun, but also a really just good thriller. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that Great. was my number six. Great movie. Number five, Melody. Top five. All right, my top five. Like, man, I really had a hard time. I've I've been contemplating switching them around while I've been waiting for you to finish talking, but <laughs> I won't switch them. I'll just go with what I got. Here. So wait a minute, are you telling uh, me you weren't listening to a word I was saying? Yeah. I don't. What were you talking it's about? Just like every oh, yeah, day. Captain America. Just like every day. It's not, it's not surprising <laughs> at all. It's not surprising at all. Captain America didn't make my even my honorable mentions. I don't know why I didn't wow. I didn't love that movie as much as everybody else did. Chad's gonna make fun of me for <laughs> some of these. You guys are gonna love it. I know. I know. Yeah. I've got one. Let's yeah. Go. <laughs> Lord have mercy. My number five, five is da, 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 Interstellar. Okay. Um, all right. It, it had to be had to be in my top five. It just had to be because it's Christopher Nolan. So uh, I think that I'm happy with that. With it that in knife uh, it wasn't everything that i was hoping it would be but it was still great it was still good storytelling good tension i'm all about the sci-fi and the acting was awesome so interstellar number five nice right. josh five uh, of all the movies i wish could have been in my top five that came out like in November and December, and I didn't get to see my number five is Here we go. Noah, and I'll just leave it at that. Nice, but no, wait a minute. Do you, do you begrudgingly say that just because you didn't like it, or well, I I have a hard time remembering. I feel like I liked it more than let's say Chad did. I will save my Montreal um. for Melody when she listed on her list. Coming up. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that was it. But no, I. Well, I, I say it so reluctantly because there are I have this list of movies in my head that I want to see and that I wish I could have seen and that I know would have beaten it out. But it, it wasn't – I didn't dislike it as much as I thought I would. So that's high praise. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Number five for you, Chad. My What's number five is, again, another surprise to me, uh, but clearly my top five, Gone Girl. This oh, yeah, yeah. I love. I'm I love this movie, um, and it's it's a soap opera. It is trash. It is crazy, but in the hands of David Fincher, it, it is it is so tightly constructed and so enjoyable. And because I had no relationship with the source material, I didn't know where it was going, and so it was a thrill ride, unlike anything I experienced in 2014 in the theater. Uh, wonderful performances cinematography is off the charts uh, it's just it's great uh, there's nothing i can say about it except it's just fantastic so uh gone girl it is i'm actually surprised it wasn't nominated for an academy award it, it's yeah me too really really a good movie it was definitely shunned and i didn't understand that it was great it's because because of the pop nature of it i'm sure but anyway it doesn't it doesn't matter if you can enjoy it and i do wish it was it, it was more highly praised but okay number five for me edge of tomorrow oh, um yeah Man, I love this movie. This is a film that I feel like didn't get enough play. It was a original uh, story. It's one of those things that was something totally new. I felt like they did a great job with the the old Groundhog Day aesthetic, and and really played well into the sci-fi and just humor. <laughs> like midway through this movie, it goes from very dark and dreary to like a fifteen-minute just comedy, which uh, was wonderful i i enjoy it quite a bit so anyway age of tomorrow if you haven't seen that film you should see it it is 
really actually quite spectacular and surprising. Okay, uh, number four, Melody. Well, I've run into a gigantic problem over here because... You forgot about Noah, didn't you? I forgot about <laughs> Noah. I'm so yeah. mad. Do you see, I have to do restructure you see everything. that the universe has, has helped you forget that piece of trash <laughs> movie? Oh, this is sad. I'll be that was a good you. movie. I'll be honest with you, I don't terrible. think Noah was on... The list of it was not terrible of it's movies terrible. that was on um that was you're terrible. Um, I am so, so that, that I didn't have it on. Oh gosh, you guys are all I can hear is people saying terrible, terrible, terrible. I don't know. What that's you're right. Saying. That's it what was, everybody said when the, they left the movie. Shut up. <laughs> it wasn't on the list. The email, the the website that I sent you because I don't have it on my list either. I don't remember that from Genesis. Where were the rock monsters in Genesis? Brrr. Hey, come yeah. on. No, I'm Let's sorry. My problems with the movie have Noah. nothing to do with the biblical account. It's a bad movie. In it's a bad. Oh, you are movie. wrong. You are so wrong. And we've had this discussion enough times for you to that have learned true. that you're wrong. So I'm not going to re-engage it with you right now. If a movie can no, make me great movie. for two minutes that Russell Crowe is human, it's a good movie. Russell Crowe's a good actor. <laughs> right. He's a good actor. Melody. Melody. But no, I'm not, not going to restructure anything because I did forget it. So fair is fair. It's right. not on my list. Real, real my day. number four is The Lego Movie. Had to be in the top five. I loved that movie. I loved every second of it. The writing was incredibly awesome. Looked great. It was just super fun. So it's my number four. Everything is awesome. There you have it. Everything is awesome. All right, Josh, number four for you. A Most Wanted Man, which we have already mentioned. Because because Philip Seymour Hoffman. And I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the ending still today. But Philip Seymour Hoffman. And it was a good movie. It was an awesome movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, that. That movie was definitely in my wheelhouse. I love spy thrillers, and it it did a great job. Chad, number four. My number four is Whiplash. This <clears throat> is a movie that I, I feel like, if in your experiences in life, if you've ever sat under some sort of teacher or mentor whose main method of motivation is negative reinforcement or the belief system that one must be torn down before they can be built back up, then you'll have a, a unique relationship to this movie. Now, this movie takes that, you know, to, it's the spinal tap and takes it to 11. But it is, uh, it is exhilarating. The performances, there's no doubt J.K. Simmons, in my opinion, is going to win the uh, Academy Award for his performance. And as a musician, if you like jazz, if you like instrumental music, it's just loaded to the gills with fantastic musical performances as well. So uh, mm. it's, it's a very small film. It's character-driven with a lot of music and a lot of very interesting uh, takes on what it takes to become the quote-unquote best that you can be. It's definitely worth seeing. And without going into any spoilers, the last you know, 15, 20 minutes of this movie, my audience it was stunned silence, which th- turned into people cheering. And it wasn't because of what you think. It's, it's, it takes it in a direction that you're not mm. expecting. It's just, it's a wonderful movie. So yeah, Whiplash. It's great. Wow. Awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, man. All right. So my top, my top four um, are my favorite films of the year. And so these are all interchangeable for me. Um, they are amazing films but i will start with one that i am uh, currently evangelizing um, and absolutely love uh, it's a film uh, by the spirig brothers i think is how you pronounce their last name did you guys ever see a film called daybreakers a few years ago the mm-hmm. yes small independent film about vampires. vampires did you guys see that yep i did did you enjoy that uh yeah somewhat i don't remember you know being too hot or cold either way so they just um, recently, they released last year at Sundance, and then it just came out on uh, video on demand for purchase, a movie called Predestination. And this movie shocked me. It was, now, I've, I've since told several people about it, and my brother-in-law uh, rented it and watched it, and he said it was one of the worst films he's ever seen. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> hated it. <laughs> He hated it. So for me, that's that's like red hot. Now I gotta see it. I know, I know. So for me, here's here's my experience with was I I I can't remember. I was listening. I think it may have been the Slash Film Cast or another film podcast, and they were high praising it. And I was like, man, that sounds like such a movie that's up my alley. Here's the summary of it: the life of a time traveling temporal agent 
On his final assignment, he must pursue one criminal that has eluded him throughout time. And that is not really that at all like- what it's about, but it, that's enough to not give you any spoilers at all. So go into it just with that. That's the movie going to be for you. But just know that this movie's twisted. It is... Um, and that we'll either love it or it'll be the worst thing we've ever seen. Yeah, either you'll really like it a lot and you like that kind of... I'm a fan of the lower-budget sci-fi film that has to do more with concept than with uh, you know actual like, being real like yeah. actually like if you're okay with the idea that time can work like this and you're going to go with it you'll be fine but if you have a problem and say well no that can't be the way it actually is in real life then you probably won't enjoy this movie but this this movie has a point it's trying to say something and i think it does really good job but there are things in this movie that have not been in any other movie i have ever seen bar none i've never seen any of the a lot of the uh, main topics that are addressed um in any film anywhere so if you if you want an odd kind of very much off kilter um movie about time but not really i mean it definitely is (laughs) You're really selling it, Chris. I'll tell you what, people are going to run out and grab it. You should. I think I fell asleep. We love you, I mean, I'm sure it's a great movie. It's one One of my very favorites. In fact, I I rented it and then I bought it. Um, There's an hour and a half long documentary on it um, that you get... When you buy the film, when it's you just told me about this movie, I was I was definitely interested in seeing it. And then when you said your brother-in-law says it's the worst movie he's ever seen, it cemented the fact that I'm going to no, see it. There's no doubt. I'm yeah, 100. He probably says the worst film he's seen all year. I think that may have been what he said. Chris and I had the same conversation about Visioneers, and no one else went out and saw that. So. I saw Visioneers. Stupid. That movie was so great. <laughs> okay, so anyway, predestination. You should go definitely go see it. Um, as long as you're into weird things. Uh, anyway, so here we go. Melody number three. number three. Probably get made fun of this, but I don't care. I don't care because I love this back movie. On the list. No, I did not put Noah. I loved this movie. It's the only movie I saw in the theater two times all year. Okay, it's just a lot of fun. Guardians of the Galaxy is my number three because I loved it that much. Why are you and apologizing? You That's on my top why, ten. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, That's why great. would you? That was my number ten. Oh, she introduces every movie. You're all going to hate <laughs> You're it. You're going to hate time, me. That's not how I introduce everyone. We need everyone. to have like a psychology session here. <laughs> all right. Josh. Guardians of the Galaxy. Loved you it. don't have to Josh. apologize for that. Movie's great. Josh, number three. All right, number three. This is a 2014 movie that I just saw like two or three weeks ago, so you can laugh at me for that, but... I try to keep my list short and to the point, so boyhood. Hey, stop! Put the barrier up! I don't want to be your hero. <laughs> you guys ready to have some fun? Yeah! yeah! Don't worry about it. What if we can use the bumpers? You don't want the bumpers. Life doesn't give you bumpers. We have a new student joining us today. Hey, dude. Welcome to the suck. Hey! Have you been partying? A little bit. Oh. What do you want to be, Mason? What do you want to do? Nice. Okay. It is a very, very interesting film project. You definitely know you're watching a Richard Linklater movie, and part of his, I don't know, part of his philosophy, part of his aesthetic is one of the reasons that didn't make it higher. I There was something that I didn't entirely connect to, but it was a very... Very good movie and very cool project. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 at some point in my life, I will watch that film. Yeah, I just haven't been able to muster the. <laughs> Here's the thing, Melody yeah. will muster the what hour and a half. Listen, <laughs> the time. Melody will love that movie, and Chris will want to commit suicide. I'm just going to call it right <laughs> that's now. Why, I'm calling that's it right why I have now. No. Why would I love it? Melody, you'll love it. I you prom- think I'll love it? I think you will. I think Chris will hate it, and I yeah. think you'll love it. Anyway. Okay, so. Chad, number three. My number she'll th- love it. <clears throat> my, yeah, it'll be the opposite. My number three is a movie called Blue Ruin. This oh, yeah. is the I, this movie may this is the only movie that I can remember in years and years where after it was over, I immediately wanted to grab a camera and go make a movie. This guy, his name is uh, Jeremy. Forgive the pronounce uh, the way I pronounced it. I think it's Saulnier, I believe. But he's done a lot of commercials and stuff here in America. And uh, he and his wife took out like a second mortgage on their house. He wrote the script. He has a good friend. 
who played the main character, and it's essentially, I don't want to say anything about it too much, it's its a just a revenge plot if the if the main guy trying to commit revenge was kind of a bumbling idiot. It's got a little bit of the Coen <laughs> brothers kind of mixed in there. The cinematography is gorgeous, it's thrilling, but here's the thing, I thought it was, I'm pretty good at telling what stuff is shot on, just in general, because I shoot a lot with some high-end cameras. And when this, after this movie was over, I was convinced it was shot on film, and I found out he shot it on Canon C three hundreds, which Holy is cow. like a mid a, a mid grade, you know, ten twelve thousand dollar kind of camera. I was shocked at the at the images that he got. So it was just very inspirational to me. But it's also a great movie with a great central performance, um, and it's been a big success for this guy um, because he put all of his he went all in, man. He put like all the chips on the table. If the movie failed, it would have probably put him back to commercials for the rest of his life. But uh, he's he's a, an interesting director, and it's streaming on Netflix right now. So you should go watch this movie, Blue Ruin. It's awesome. You've told me that so many times, mm-hmm. and I keep forgetting to watch now, it. I'm going yeah, to watch it. You big, need to- It's not an action packed movie. It's a slow burn, but it's great. It's really really great. So go see it. See, Predest- Predestination did the same thing for me as far as making films because it is it, – it's exactly it. You watch this film and you're like, man, I feel like I could do this. Yeah, um, and he was super I cool. I, I tweeted him after it was over and said something about how awesome it was that he used C- C-300s and he responded right back away and had a little dialogue with me. So it was really cool. Just a cool cool experience. That's awesome. Mm. That's great. Okay, uh, my number three is a film called Gone Girl. Uh, This movie surprised me so much. You've already talked about it, so I'm not going to get into depth, but I wasn't expecting much. In fact, I was expecting to hate that movie, and I sat down, and oh, man, I went on a ride that it was incredible. I I enjoyed every every moment of it. I was captivated. It was was spectacular. So anyway, Gone Girl, my number three. Melody, number two. Two, All right. Well, I two. might have apologized for my number three, but I, but I'm really I do not apologize. apologize for this big. Yeah. No, I do not apologize for this being my number two. I freaking love this movie so much. <laughs> I just loved every second of it. And I don't care if you people don't like it. I don't care. Who well, knows. I know. And there's the do. apology. Man, yeah, come on, let's go. What I'm not it? apologizing. Yes, you are. Edge of Literally. Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow is my number two movie. Yeah. I freaking loved it. It's everything that I, I love in a movie, all just in one nice package of awesome. Josh, That movie two. was awesome. Number two for you, Josh. It was what, pretty what good. My number one and two are kind of are fighting each other for um, most entertaining experience for me in the theater. Number two for me is a Lego movie. Oh, yeah. It was all just, right. I didn't know... I had heard that it was good before going to the theater, but I didn't know what to expect. You know, it was kind of a kid's movie, kind of animated, but it was just a lot of fun, and it sticks yeah. in your head, and it's really good. Yes, yes, it yes, is. yes. One of the worst it's Oscar on my- snubs in history, man. Just terrible. For real. All right, so number two, Chad, for you. My number two and my number one, very much like Josh, I, I, when putting this list together, have flip-flopped uh, multiple times. So today... Uh, and they're they're very very different movies. Um, but for today, my number two is uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. I yeah. love this movie. This is my probably my favorite Wes Anderson movie. It is hilarious. It is touching in a way. The performances are fantastic. Ray Fiennes not being nominated for Academy Award is another travesty. It's just so good, it, and it's. It transports you in a way that a lot of time, a lot of Wes Anderson's critics feel that a lot of his work is very disconnected. And I don't, I think this one is plugged right in, but it still remains true to his vision. Um, it's beautiful. And if you haven't seen it because you think it's too pretentious, I think it's probably one of his most accessible films as well. So Grand, Grand Budapest Hotel, for sure. You should definitely see this movie. I think even you would like it, Chris. Grand Budapest no, Hotel. I know. It's great. I, I, I know I do. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I, I watched it. I, I do I do not you like You watched it? Yes. I do not like Wes Anderson. Yeah. Um and so I I put it on it's on HBO Go right now. Um if you have HBO Go you can stream it. Um and I just put it on um one night in the background while I was doing something else and I literally very rarely does this happen. I put down my iPad wow. and I watched the movie. That's the feral and seal it of was, approval right there. It really it really <laughs> really was. I I was shocked. Like I felt like I was in another universe. I wasn't in the real world. I was sure. in this 
Wes Anderson universe and in even like some of the um, uh, like establishing shot stuff are models and they look like models and you're supposed to know that they're models and it just for me like I I just bought into this like this fictional world I, I was actually quite surprised at how much I I guess the word I would say adored that movie. Yeah. It was it was really good. It's wonderful. Um yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm so um, it was good. It was a great movie. Uh, number 2 uh, is a film called Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Drop it. Now. Yeah. Hey, cool man. No problem. No problem at all. Who are you? Star-Lord. Who? Well, Star-Lord, man, legendary outlaw. He's wanted largely on charges of minor assault, public intoxication, and fraud. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know how this machine worked. They call themselves the Guardians of the Galaxy. What a bunch of a-holes. I mean, what can I say? That this movie was was great it in was. every single way. Yeah. It was great. You're right. It was great. Great. All right. Uh, I'm not going to say anything else about it because I think I said enough. But anyway, um, Melody, we have come to the end of our top ten list. Number one from last year. What was your favorite film? Well, I feel pretty <laughs> confident in my number one. Yeah, is not a sci-fi, which is a little bit sad since so many of the others have been. But, and I know you guys like this one because it's already been on your list, but my number one is Gone Girl. I feel like for this one, it was like a combination of awesome experience that I enjoyed, plus really, really, really great filmmaking, great acting, great directing, um, all just in one package of a really awesome experience. So Gone Girl is my number one. Yes. All right, Josh, number one for you. Number one. Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes. One of the... I'm going to have to see it, it (laughs) Yes, you are. It's wonderful. I don't know whether it was the best Wes Anderson movie or not, but it just might have been. Like, it was very... I'm a Wes Anderson fan, of course, because Chris isn't. (laughs) Um, But it was... Balance. Even for him, it was very good. Yeah, no, it was was good. It's great. great. All right. Chad, number one. My number one of 2014 is Selma. He's got supporters. Detroit, New York, Los Angeles, inciting large-scale arrests and sympathy marches. I'm very aware of that, Mr. Hoover. What I do know is he's nonviolent. What I need to know right now, what's Martin Luther King about to do next? Selma it is. Here is the next great battle. Selma's the place, and they ready. Dr. King! I tell you, that white boy can hit. You will not tolerate agitators attempting to orchestrate a disturbance in this state. It is unacceptable that they use their power to keep us voiceless. Those that have gone before us say no more. We must march. We must stand up. You march those people into rural Alabama, it's got to be open season. Looks like an army out there. This revolution goes on and on. This revolution goes on and on. My eyes have seen the glory. 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 Hallelujah. What happens when a man stands up, says enough is enough? Again, this is another movie that I did not anticipate liking that much. Not because I had anything against it, just had no expectations. And I've seen I've seen all the Oscar nominees. I've seen everything that I wanted to see. David Oyelowo's performance is singular. It is wonderful and spectacular. This movie has two scenes in it that were the most emotionally impactful for me of the entire year. One in particular that involves a an old man, you know, without going into it, and people that have seen it know what I'm talking about, where 
I literally wept like a child in the theater. It was so powerful through the acting. It wasn't wow. melodra- it wasn't melodramatic. It wasn't manipulative in that way, which it very easily could have become that, but it wasn't. It was just simply powerful, immaculately acted and directed. The fact that Ava DuVernay is not nominated for Best Director, again, is criminal if you actually care about the Oscars. She should have been. This is the best movie of 2014 with some of the best performances. And I love the fact that it's it's not Martin Luther King's life. It's just focused on the event at Selma. Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful piece of filmmaking and my favorite movie of 2014. Nice. All right. Well, I guess most people probably have guessed what mine is going to be since I gave it such high praise on the podcast if you've been listening to the podcast. Uh, and that was a film called... Interstellar. Um, it could be the greatest sci-fi film of all time. Yeah, I, I still I still stand by that statement. I can't wait to see it again and be able to get it on Blu-ray and then take it our home theater and just kind of just uh, I cannot wait to experience it again. So everything about that film was built directly for me, and uh, I loved every minute of it. So Interstellar was my number one film of the year. Yay. Okay. Screeners. Uh, that was top it. 10. Yeah. Number Yay. 10. I mean, not top 10. Yeah, that's great. Okay. So, uh, good stuff. Uh, does he, does he want to go through some of their honorable mentions, things that maybe they really wish they could have gotten their top 10, but just didn't feel like it deserved to be in that pantheon. A pantheon. I had X-Men days of future past in there. Yeah. Um, I really did enjoy that one a lot. So that was on there. I had hunger games on there. I'm, uh, I again like we, we already talked about it it's certainly better than the book um, and it was an enjoyable experience so I had that and I also had How to Train Your Dragon 2 uh, and I've also added Noah to my honorable mention <laughs> yes <laughs> I knew it Awesome. That's what I got. Chad or Josh, do you have any? I'm guessing Josh doesn't have anything because he only had six films. So, <laughs> Chad, uh, Chad, how about you? Uh, do you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, Captain America was definitely on there. I loved Captain America. So, Inter- Interstellar was on my honorable mention. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes uh, was on there. Uh, A Most Violent Year is another movie that came out that I, I really enjoyed um, that just missed my list. As well as a documentary, it's called, uh, and again, I'll screw up the pronunciation, but it's like uh, Hordowski's Dune, right? And it's uh, about this uh, filmmaker who, back in the 70s, before Star Wars, was actually hired to make Dune. Oh, right. And, um, and they spent about two or three years putting this project together and hired like a who's who of filmmaking back in those days as far as the actors, the special effects artists, the visual effects artists, everything. They put together this massive book of which I think there are only two left in the world that they sent out to all the studios that had all of the storyboards. And this this guy, this director, he's I want to say he's 83 or 84 years old now. He is crazy. He is crazy. Like they just got, they got together and he was a visionary and they would smoke pot and they would have parties and they would come up with all this crazy stuff. But it's fascinating and it's very, very, very good. And the thing is all the people that he hired went on to make some of the most iconic sci-fi uh, impactful Hollywood films uh, for the next 10 or 20 years. So it's, it's really worth a, a watch. That was uh, high on my list. See, I, I saw a preview for that, I don't know, maybe six months ago and I was like, oh man, I definitely want to see that film. Um, and so now I will. That's great. great. Okay, I it's will seek great. that out. It's definitely worth it. You already mentioned most of these, uh, but Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was definitely so close to being on there. I think probably John Wick knocked that off for me. And um, let's see here. Anything else? I just watched with the, our, our kids Big Hero 6. Did you, you guys see Big Hero 6? I saw it Chad, twice did you see it? in the theater. I loved it. The second time was Man, because it was, a group of people went. But yeah, it's great. Man, it was surprising. I, I told Melody while I was watching it, I, I said, if, if I'd seen this movie when I was younger, when I was a kid, it would be my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's awesome. It's it awesome. is such a good movie. I agree. Anyway, so, yeah, there's a lot of great films that came out last year. Now let's talk a little bit about uh, some interesting categories. Let's discuss the movie that you liked or didn't like and everybody else liked or didn't like. Does that make sense? So a movie that you liked, a movie that you liked, but nobody else did or a movie that you didn't like, but everyone else seemed to give high praise. 
So um, let's see here. Melody, do you have anything that kind of fits into that category? So let's start okay. with this one. Let's start with movies that you didn't like, but everybody else seemed to. Uh, I don't know about everybody else, but one of the one I have, I have two. I have Nightcrawler. Um, oh, wow. I think that, uh, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I didn't like it, but I was way more underwhelmed than a lot of people seem to be with that one. And then the other one I have on here is The Interview, and I'm not sure a lot of other people liked it, but Chris, I know that you thought it was funny, and I just strongly disagree. I think most people don't like that It was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Well, I don't know, but if that's true, I agree with them and disagree with Chris, because it was terrible and stupid and not funny at all. I love how that suddenly became a movie that you liked, but I mean, the movie that you didn't like, but Chris did. That was the category. Precisely. Those are my two, Chris. Very specific category. Everybody's like, all right, John. Josh, what, 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 I'm sure you had a lot of fun. You probably have a bunch of movies that fit into these categories. So well, what, we're still uh, talking about 2014, right? Yes, no, we are. So Go let's ahead. Let's think about that. Melody, you, you just ruined my evening because there is a seventh movie that I saw in the theater last year, and I held it off my list even though I only had six without it because it had to be in this category. But you just, you just came out as the only other person on the planet who didn't like Nightcrawler. Right? Josh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> and I appreciate that. <laughs> I didn't love Nightcrawl nice. either. I, I thought, had. It was all right. I thought when we talked about it on the podcast, you were like, the performance you really great. did like it. No, I didn't really. Well, like yes. The you were kind of in good. the middle. Chris loved it. It, it might have been me. I, I, I actually quite like that movie. It's on my honorable mentions list. Yeah, you're wrong. No, oh, oh, wow. wow. <laughs> you got so That's personal so quickly. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> Chad, how about you? For me to say that I didn't like this movie is not quite accurate, but it is a movie that didn't really work for me uh, like it did for most people. Uh, and that movie is Boyhood. This is a movie that is should be tailor-made for me. I mean, my probably my favorite movie of all time is The Tree of Life. I'm all about movies that don't necessarily have a strong narrative structure, but just explore life and the mundane, and the day-to-day, and what it's like to just be in existence. And so this movie, uh, because of the construct of what it is, should have just been a home run for me, and a try as I'm as much as I could. It just didn't connect for me emotionally. I mean, there are certainly a couple of poignant scenes, but it just narratively wasn't strong enough. The performances, I didn't think were that great, honestly. And so I wanted to love it and just didn't. So that's the one for me. And it'll probably win Best Picture. But I don't, for me, I think that's, I don't think it's deserving, in my opinion. Hmm. Okay. But I still so that think makes Melody, me I still think Melody will love it, though. I really do. I really do. <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> nice. No, I'm serious. All right, so we've already talked about it a little bit, and I kept my mouth shut while Melody was discussing this film because I feel the exact opposite. My movie that I did not like, but everybody else in my circle of friends enjoyed quite a bit, and that was Mm -hmm. Into the Woods. Um, (laughs) That movie is not good. Uh, It just isn't. Uh, And I, 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 I... Ugh. Anyway, so I there's well, a that's lot. what you have to say. It's not good. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> you have no reasons why it's not good because I've still not been able to extract from you that's, what that's possible what reason there musicals. is for you not to like it. Well, no, I enjoy. I love. There's there are so many musicals that I enjoy. Chicago really turned me on to the modern musical, and uh, I've loved you know most of them that I've seen. For some reason, though, Into the Woods, the film, did not translate nearly as well. I felt like they had this canvas that they could draw upon, but it still felt like I was watching the play. I felt like I was just watching, I was sitting in a seat watching the play and I'd rather go see it live, which is what I was able to do this past week. And it was infinitely better on stage than it was on the screen. Um, And I just feel like they just didn't do a good enough job, in my opinion, of translating it and making it uh, as as I don't know, justify the reason to be on on actual film. Yeah, that made no sense, Sarah. <laughs> Why? Why do you have to? 
Say it like that. That's that's just not. I don't, I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> I get what you're saying, Chris. I get, I did not love Into the Woods either. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't love it. I thought Meryl Streep's performance was marvelous, but I didn't love it. All right, so let's talk about movies that you did enjoy that everybody else, critics or your friends, just didn't seem to be quite so hot on. So, uh, Melody, any movies that you liked but everybody else seemed to not like too much? <laughs> well, I put Into the Woods on this list because really? I didn't like that. Everybody... I pretty much just did that. What movies that you disagreed with me on? Uh, no, <laughs> it, I... sounds like, it sounds like it... <laughs> you're her whole world, Chris. This is pretty a compliment. So you sweet. are everyone else. It's so sweet. Also. Okay, I have another one on this list that you will probably all make fun of me for, and I deserve to be made fun of for it, so it's fine. But I put Hercules, I put Hercules, okay, because I freaking had fun in that movie, and I don't care. I know it's stupid, and it's bad filmmaking. Stop. What? Stop. Stop what? I have the same movie. Hey. Ha! First of all, no apologies are needed, but in that case, it is 100% needed. So both of you apologize. Did to, you even see it? I did, did you see, see it, Chad. I don't care. I don't care Do you know what? why I saw I it? Because both of you told me how good it was, and then I saw it, and okay, I was we like, tell you how I can't good be it friends was. with them told... anymore. <laughs> no, it was, you, you really, oh, honestly on. didn't like it at all? So th- this isn't the Hercules with the rock, right? This yes, is the other is. Hercules? This is it. It's no, the it's rock. the one with oh. the rock. It is. I thought it was a clever take on the story, (laughs) and it was fun, and it had a twist that I didn't see coming, and I don't, it's just one of those fun movies. I'm sorry, but I liked it. Yeah, I I liked it because the the marketing of this film was a lie, was a total, complete lie. I liked that. I I had no idea when I sat down that I, that this was going to be different. I yeah, just, like I was super mad to go to this movie. I did not want to see yeah. it at all. I was very grumpy about seeing it. I knew it was going to suck, and that's probably why I enjoyed it because I yeah, had. So you like, gave it bonus points because it wasn't the terrible movie you expected. It was a completely different terrible right. movie. Good. Okay. That makes no, sense. No, it was fun. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Okay, Josh. Uh, what are some? What is? Did you see a movie that you seem to like and no one else seemed to? I mean, I think this is probably like a normal thing for you. You would like a movie that no one else does, but no, no. All right. <laughs> and, uh, Chad, how about you? This one was a little harder for me because I, most movies that are critically panned, I'm usually in agreement with, but one that I think was maybe panned a little bit too hard that I, that I tolerated was a movie called Fury. It's the movie with Brad Pitt about the, uh, tank warfare back in World War II. It's not a good movie, but it's not as terrible as people make it out. There were many scenes that I really enjoyed. I like the camaraderie among the tank crew. The performances are, 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 are good. So, you know, it's not a movie that I, I liked per se, but it's not nearly as bad as, as it was made out to be. And I would actually somewhat recommend it if you like uh, tanks. <laughs> That's pretty good, Fury. <laughs> you like tanks. <laughs> you like tanks. All right. Performances are good. Performances are good. All right, mine was Hercules again, so uh, let's uh, go to your biggest disappointment. That's a movie that you were excited to see. You saw a trailer for it or poster or something, and you were like, yes, this movie's going to be so good. And then it completely let you down. So, Melody, do you have a biggest disappointment of last I certainly do. I what certainly is it? do. What is I didn't it? have to think very hard about this one. Well, before I get to my main disappointment, I have a runner-up for biggest disappointment, <laughs> which was Lucy. <laughs> I, oh, I, wow. I I I didn't have like excited. super high hopes for that movie, but you know I I always hope I always hope when there's these sci-fi films out there that they're going to be something new and different and and that sucked. So that was my runner-up, but my my biggest disappointment was definitely the Hobbit: Battle of the Five Armies. Mm. I just felt like it was so subpar to the original original Happy. trilogy and the original work and. Uh, I was just not not happy with the film. So. Boy, I. After you saw uh, the first two Hobbit movies, did you still have expectations the, for the third no, one? The second okay, Hobbit that, movie was good. That's true. The second Hobbit movie was good. Uh, yeah. No, no. Yes, <laughs> it was. It was. It was significantly better than this one, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, well, let's not get into that because that's a rabbit hole that we'll never get out of. <laughs> Josh, no, you didn't see. It, you don't care. Okay, uh, Chad. Well, you, you, well, does he have a? You qualified it by saying I. 
you qualified it by saying I had to be excited about it before I went into it, and that just knocks Nightcrawler <laughs> off the list. I was going into it, I was like, eh, okay, my wife wants to see it, I guess I'll, I'll go to, and we can talk about it on the podcast. And I was like, wow, this was this kind of got worse the longer I watched it. So Nice. The end. There you go. <laughs> the end. <laughs> wow. All right, and uh, Chad? I had two, and then an honorable mention. The honorable mention I didn't think about until we started doing the podcast. It's Noah. But anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, uh, my Let's talk t- about it, Chad. Two biggest disappointments. Number one is Godzilla. I thought that was still to this day the best trailer of 2014. And based on the director's previous work, I was convinced it was going to be fantastic, and it was not. But then another more recent disappointment, that, I, and this probably could fit on the list as well as movies that uh, people like but that didn't work for me, is The Imitation Game. The story uh, of Turing is absolutely fascinating and Cumberbatch is awesome but this movie for me just does not it doesn't work it doesn't didn't come together and I I don't understand the universal praise that it's getting but to me it was a missed opportunity that just didn't connect so those would be my two biggest disappointments Imitation Game and Godzilla gotcha all right, for me, uh, this year marked the return of one of my very favorite cartoons growing up. And I was excited about the possibility of seeing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> back on the screen. And that movie uh, was unfortunately very disappointing. There were a few moments in the movie that I was like, man, if you guys would have just stuck with that, if we would have just seen that for an hour and a half or two hours. It would have been so much better. But the problem with that movie, the biggest issue, is that I didn't know if it wanted to be aimed towards you know, the, the 18 to 30-year-old demographic or if it wanted to be aimed towards kids. And so it just went middle of the road and was completely boring. Uh, I'm sure it was too violent for kids and it wasn't interestingly interesting enough or coherent enough for adults. And it just was like, Come on, guys, just choose one of those things. Be a kid's movie. Be something that kids can go see and enjoy and make it for the adults, too. You know what I mean? I just it, It's teenage freaking Ninja Turtles. You can't make that serious. You've got to do something funny and clever with it. And they didn't. And it was horrible and bad. Yeah, unfortunately. Agreed. Anyway, so that was my biggest disappointment of this past year. Okay, guys, so that was 2014. 2015 is already upon us, and there's a lot to look forward to. I have a list that I am so excited about. I can't even... So let's, though, let's start with Melody. What are your films that you're most looking forward to this year? Okay, well, I have a couple movies prepared to discuss about that I'm looking forward to in 2015. Obviously, I'm hoping will be on everyone's list. Is Star Wars what? because that movie? Who cares about Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Because obviously it looks amazing and it will be amazing because it has to be. So that's what I'm believing, and I'm looking forward to it. Of course. Uh, in addition to that, oh, Josh, that, that doesn't is surprise. Just, just doesn't thought surprise. I had that. Look, nothing surprises. That actually me. does surprise me. No, just keep it, going. Just keep going. Watch Ignore. it online. Ignore. Them. All right. See the trailer, Josh. Everyone should be looking forward to Star Wars. Uh, I also have on here Steve Jobs. I think that's what they're calling it, right? Yeah. No? Yeah. Yeah? That's the name of the movie. Um, With Michael Fassbender, I think. Who's directing it? Danny Boyle, is it? Maybe? Danny Boyle. I don't know. Anyways, yes. Aaron Sorkin. Uh, That. Yes. Yes. So, obviously, I'm going to love it. Okay. Thank you for throwing (laughs) out the names into my talking (laughs) i'm looking forward to that film and i also have on here i know it's kind of random but cinderella the live action remake that disney's doing uh kenneth branagh is directing and i don't know the trailer just looks awesome and i'm gonna just be positively excited for it that's all i'll mention because i'm sure all of you guys have more to talk about yeah I believe I'm looking that forward you do. to maybe going back to the theater again for the <laughs> first time go. in what seems like five years. But well, next year the the new Avengers movie is coming out. It has a shot at being being good. 
It does. Yes. There's Star Wars, mm-hmm. which I will read despite my skepticism. Yep. Uh, anything else, Ch- uh, Josh? No, because no. I don't know what's coming out around next Christmas yet, and that's usually when my like fall and Christmas season are when the movies I like start to come out. Awesome. Okay. Chad. Yeah, I mean, I think Star Wars and Avengers kind of go without saying. I'm actually somewhat interested in Tomorrowland just because I like Brad Bird and I'm interested to see what he'll do. But my three main ones that I'm excited about, one is The Hateful Eight, the new Tarantino movie. It's going to shoot it in 65mm film. It's going to be awesome. I hope it's a Western. Um, the next one is a movie called The Walk, which is by Robert Zemeckis. And this is a narrative version of the story of uh, Philippe Petit's tightrope walk across the World Trade Center in 1974. The Oscar-winning documentary Man on Wire was made about that story and i remember when when i watched it thinking that this is like a heist movie what they had to do to to break in and try to attempt this tightrope walk and so robert zemeckis is making a film version of that and it looks great um and then my last one is knight of cups it's christian bale it's a new terrence malick movie and it looks like he's going to uh, he's some kind of big, out-of-control businessman party kind of thing, and it just looks like a, in typical Terrence Malick fashion. It's just a lot of beautiful imagery, beautiful imagery, but it looks really good. So those are my my three outside of just the you know the top two, of course. Okay, so literally this year, all the films, all of them that I loved growing up are are coming out with sequels this year, and I am beyond excited about it so no, we've already mentioned star wars obviously uh, jurassic world is coming out i cannot wait for jurassic world avengers uh is coming out terminator genesis yeah. new terminator film a new james bond film called specter yeah. is coming out at the end of this year and a new mission impossible movie uh, mission impossible 5 is coming out uh into this year insane Absolutely insane! This is going to be the best for me personally. I'm just I can't wait. I'm, my excitement level is through the roof for all these films, and then also a movie that I'm not too sure about that I would have not had any desire to see at all. Except the trailer is the best trailer I think I've seen in the last five or ten years. And if you haven't seen the trailer for this, you should go see it. It is spectacular and that is mad max fury road oh, no have doubt. you seen the trailer for this oh yeah it's unbelievable Ho- holy cow I, I it's it's amazing so i I'm, I'm actually really excited to see that film too so those are the movies that i'm most looking forward to which is all of them this year is going to be so great i can't wait I cannot wait you're listening to the screeners podcast All right, guys. Well, that wraps up our best of 2014 episode. Thanks for tuning in. We are glad to be back with you. And if you would like to leave us any comments on the show or any ideas of what you would like to hear on future episodes, you can email us at screenerscast at gmail.com or you can look us up on Facebook, look for Screeners Podcast, or you can head by screenerspodcast.com to read our awesome show notes. If you guys want to give us any ideas for future episodes or make any commentary on the show, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at screenerscast at gmail.com or you can look us up on Facebook, Screeners Podcast, or you can head to screenerspodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and we will talk to you guys next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to ScreenersPodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.